listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Let me ask you, fellow Americans, are you tired of political rhetoric and broken promises? Are you seeking a candidate without a hidden agenda? Are you still undecided about whom you're going to cast your vote for during this presidential election? Now, as for me, I am strongly leaning toward voting for a meowvelous American. Let's make that a Americat. She is a tiger cat who answers to the name Sneaky Pie Brown. Joining us is her favorite human, the Emmy-nominated New York Times best-selling author, Rita Mae Brown. Hey, welcome to the show, Rita Mae. Glad to be here. And of course, Sneaky Pie. Yes, she she's actually just walking out of the bathroom as we speak. I have that tendency to do that to all creatures on the planet. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Rita May and Sneaky Pie have teamed up to produce their 22nd book together in a very popular series. This one is called Sneaky Pie for President, and the timing of its release is perfect. Now, we're going to dive into partisan politics, Sneaky Pie style, right after we pay for this show by taking a commercial break. So everybody, just sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the All Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guests today are New York Times bestselling author, Rita Mae Brown, and her equally talented feline author, Sneaky Pie. You know, you two team up and produce some very, very fetching mysteries, but this time... You guys decided to unleash a book with a political theme. It's called Sneaky Pie for President, but I got to tell you, folks, I love the subtitle. Ask not what your cat can do for you. Ask what you can do for your cat. You got my vote, Sneaky Pie. Oh, man. You must have had a ball writing this book, Rena May. 
You know, I really did. I mean, both of us did. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of your listeners feel as we do. We're just tired of it all. We're tired of the posturing and doing nothing. I mean, Washington should be renamed Egoopolis, you know? I Uh, I don't think there's people up there care about any of us. Well, it may take a pretty savvy cat to shake up things and get us to being uh, back to a strong country. I don't know. I mean, there's politicians and then there's the public. And I think there's some great people out there as well as three, four and multi-legged creatures that are making a difference. You know, Arden, one of the things Sneaky and I believe is if you just get out of the way, Americans will solve the problem. I mean, people probably don't think of themselves as smart as they are, but I don't care if you're a mechanic, a farmer, or you work in a supermarket. You have a lot of practical experience, as does the cat. I mean, some of her suggestions make a great deal of sense. Right, right. Well, I want everybody, too, after the show to please dash over. I mean, of course, Sneaky Pie has her own website, and it's aptly named catprez.com. Dot com and that's C-A-T-P-R-E-Z, and a Facebook page. We're going to launch a little bit into the political scene, but i got to ask you, you have written a zillion books. You are an accomplished screenwriter and a poet, and I've been told you don't have a computer. you doing I this do in not. blood? How are you doing this, girl? <laughs> I use a Mont Blanc pen. Oh, my um, gosh. Well, my horses and hounds don't care, and the cats don't care, and I'm so far out in the country, we're still on dial-up. I mean, it's maddening. (laughs) (laughs) So, the heck with it. So, you must have quite nice handwriting. You must not be a left-hander. Well, actually, I started life as one, and Mother tied my hand behind my back to make me right-handed. Really? Which probably explains a lot. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. You know, but this way you're using both sides of your brain, and you probably have very nice handwriting. So, some lucky person gets to put that all down into print, right, when you're done. Well, you're so nice, because... Truthfully, uh, if you can read my handwriting, you have a career in pharmacy. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's good. That's good. Oh, my gosh. You know, you have got a lot of range. You've done historical books. You've done lesbian novels. You've done books about starring dogs and cats. I mean, let's just get right into it. What started the Sneaky Pie Brown series? What inspired you? You know, that's... That's one of those wonderful questions that it goes back to 1988, and I would have never dreamed I would be doing this. Um, I was a classics and English major in college. I mean, I read Greek and Latin, and I was really on my way to becoming just an insufferable literary snob. And uh, I was working in Hollywood at the time, which I figured was okay, because William Faulkner did it, and F. Scott Fitzgerald did it. And so I had a wonderful opportunity there. And I was doing great, and I really did love it, i got to say. But uh, we went on strike in 1988, and it lasted for almost a year. Well, you couldn't work, you couldn't make any money, but the bills arrived like clockwork. And I'm sitting there, and these bills are, I'm pretty soon, you know, I can't, it's it's over my head almost. I thought, what am I going to do, my God? And the cat said, write a mystery series. I hadn't even read mysteries. I mean, I had no idea what this cat was talking about. She says, mysteries, they're the best. So I said, okay. So I started reading a little bit here and there, Nao Marsh, and, and of course, Agatha Christie, the, 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 great, the great lady of it all. And, you know, and then I found P.D. James, and I thought, my God, this really is fiction, you know? Because I always thought of it as the suburbs of literature. 
And the cat said, just leave it to me. So I sat down and basically took dictation. And and my publisher didn't want to publish it, ban them. I mean, they, well, you know, publishers only know what you have done. They don't have any imagination to think about what you're going to do. And I'm not criticizing. Otherwise, they'd be writers, too. You know, Absolutely. they'd be imaginative people. And they're basically not. They're business people. So <laughs> here I am trying to beg Bantam Books to do this little cat series. So finally, with great reluctance, they agreed, and the darn thing took off. So my cat was right. Sneaky pie for president, sneaky pie for everything. You know, you did something that most Americans need to learn. We need to speak less and listen more. Actually, it's the truth, isn't it? I mean, life has disabused me of the, motion, of, of the notion that I'm a highly intelligent person. I bump along. You know, I'm not the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree, but I have a little twinkle. It's the cat that's the smart one. Why? Because she lives within the confines of her nature and nature itself. Okay, so Sneaky Pie has done a lot of mysteries with you. So why enter the political arena? Talk about a cat fight. Hey, her, her motto is, I can't do any worse. <laughs> That's perfect. Paws up to you, <laughs> Sneaky Pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what really, really knocked me on my butt. And you may know all this because of Pet Life and the many listeners you have and, you know, the years you've been, you've been working, too, for animals. I wanted to be able to tell people what animals contribute to our gross national product. And I started trying to do the research. Arden, I about, I mean, I didn't know what to do. I had no idea. And it has never been massed together. And we still don't know. I mean, a lot of what I found is probably outdated or there's things I haven't thought of. But just what I came up with, it's almost a trillion dollars. Well, yes, you were just talking... In the book, Sneaky Pie for President, Sneaky Pie and your cast of cool, cute characters are talking about different issues from the $15 billion spent on cat food alone to medicine and all that. It is a major industry, but you did your homework on this, you and Sneaky Pie. You weren't just pulling things out of the sky. No, we did. I mean, we went to each state's um, fishing and hunting licenses and got the income from that, and we tried to cast a wide net. But I know, I know we missed stuff, because nobody's ever really thought about this. But these creatures are contributing to our welfare. In the old days, we knew they did when they pulled a plow. But they're contributing in many, many ways, not the least of which is, and I couldn't really get into this in the book because I don't have enough information, medical research. Right. Some of which is good and some of which really needs to be stopped. Well, we need to also give a little bit of rundown if we could. If you were like on stage now taking a play bow, because, you know, cats and dogs do play bows, they don't do bows. <laughs> For the three people on the planet that don't know anything about Sneaky Pie, I want you to run down. Let's talk about Sneaky Pie's pet posse, if you will. And near and dear to my heart, because I had a corgi at one time, I want to start you to please describe a little bit about Tea Tucker. Well, the cat came from the SPCA as a kitten, the Albemarle right. County SPCA, which is a lovely SPCA. And um, it was just one of those love at first sight things. And she was a clever little thing. I mean, she, she, it, this was before, you know, the kind of beepers you have for TVs now. She could turn the dial and this and that. And then I wound up with a corgi puppy, just fell in <laughs> love like we all do. And I, I look at corgis and I think, death from the ankles down. They're going to hurt you. But what smart dogs they are. And I'd never had a little herding dog. I'd always had hunting dogs. Oh, um, they're pretty spirited. I I like to call a corgi a cross between Robin Williams and the Three Stooges. They're brilliant (laughs) comedians. I mean, but boy, they can herd anything. Yeah, they can. 
Well, Tucker tried to hurt Sneaky Pie, and it didn't work. Oh. And so the, the two of them developed, at first it was not a, an easy relationship, and then they each one decided, okay, I'll do it your way, and they became best friends. I mean, it was such fun, such fun to see these two animals. And that taught me a lot about interspecies cooperation. I mean, all I knew as a farm kid, really, was animals as workers with you. I mean, I never thought about their relationship to one another, and so that opened a door for me, and then I started to look at other things, like the relationship of cats uh, to horses, which tends to be pretty good, and that's fascinating. Yeah, in your book, Sneaky Pie for President, you affectionately call them a, a pair of bovine, it was a bovine bitch fest between Great uh, Bess and Addie, but you've got some horses named Blue Sky, Seamus, June, you've got a bird named Tufted Titmouse. <laughs> Yeah, that's a real tight bird. <laughs> oh, of course. God was having a sense of humor that day. Okay. Um, <laughs> and we can't forget a couple other uh, cat and dog, Pewter and Tally. The interactions between all of these characters, there's a lot of rich dialogue and one-line zingers in your book, Sneaky Pie for President. So I really do salute you and Sneaky Pie. You guys have good memories in, of these conversations. Well, Arden, one thing that there is a type of bird called a tufted titmouse, which is actually a pretty little thing. And one <laughs> of, of the course, it's got to be pretty if it's named a tufted titmouse. <laughs> well, well, Sneaky's trying to talk to wild animals, which isn't that easy. She's a domestic one. And she's saying, don't you realize if these right-wing people get into office, they're going to change your name. <laughs> and the bird is saying, what do you mean they're going to change my name? And the, and the cat is trying to say, they'll see it as lewd. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it is funny. I mean, yeah, and, 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 but when you look at what's happening in our country, I mean, you're either going to laugh or cry. You've got two choices. Yes, yes. Well, you definitely spark emotions in there. I also know that I love this. Please tell everyone that's listening, Sneaky Pie Brown's political party. Oh, the surprise party. <laughs> <laughs> that alone makes me want to vote for Sneaky Pie. <laughs> And you know the, what? what? Americans really do have a good sense of, sense of humor. I mean, we are such a good and generous people. We're not what's in Washington at all. No, I have to agree with you. There are some in this. I understand. I've been doing my little homework. I used to cover politics in Florida. I'm so glad I don't do that anymore. I was a daily newspaper reporter. And I do want to get into some of the campaign issues, if you will. Let's start with the first one is about, and this one rattles me. You brought it really home well in Sneaky Pie for President, you and Sneaky Pie. But Sneaky Pie wants to end the use of all pesticides and poisons. Talk about some things that we don't even know what's going on. Well, this was another big thing in the research that just knocked me out. I mean, of course, Rachel Carson was the person who first alerted us to this. And so you're thinking of pesticides on your plants and the birds are eating and this and that. I had no idea about the pollution in our river. Now, industrial pollution is one thing. We're all keen on that. But medical pollution, in other words, if you flush pills down the toilet, that gets into the water supply. And some of those compounds aren't going to break down for years. If you take the pills and you use the toilet, it gets into the water supply. Your treatment plants can clean out filth and stuff like that. They can't clean this out. Hormones are in your water supply, stuff like that. It's insane. Wow, that is really chilling. That explains why I have a beard right now, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> Honey, you would look wonderful with it, I'm sure. Oh, you're so sweet. You're so sweet. All right. So that's one campaign for Sneaky Pie. But there's another one, and neutering in Spain. And I do know, Rita Mae, you do a lot of good for local shelters and helping out the cause for the pause. But talk a little bit about Sneaky Pie's position on that one issue. Of her, one of her campaign uh, promises and hopes is that people really will stay and neuter. But she also strongly advises that any human being running for national office should be spayed or neutered. <laughs> she feels it will it will calm the men and focus the women. <laughs> well, there was, take that, Bill Clinton, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you, Mary, but I, I was never so happy as during the Monica Lewinsky affair. <laughs> yeah. Really and truly, because, you know, and I really do miss Bill Clinton. Honest to God, I do. I, don't. I will not have sexual bit. relationship with that sneaky pie brown. See, there, it's on tape. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. You know, the Monica Lewinsky affair was so wonderful because at last I was morally superior to someone. That's true, that's true. Now, <laughs> um, in that, also, this is a good one. I like sneaky pie. This one's coming from the heart. Sneaky pie wants to promote interspecies friendship and and harmony. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's kind of like Miss America saying, I believe in world peace. But I think Sneaky doesn't lie. No, she doesn't. She, mm-hmm. But she really, the, the cat wants us to study, wants, needs humans to study the different species. The different species know who and what they are. We're the one that's sort of out of the mix. And we don't understand how these different species can occasionally cooperate. I'll give you a little tiny example. I fox hunt, and please, we don't kill them. We chase them. I don't want people to freak out. And I will often notice that when I'm hunting, an owl or a raptor, like a big hawk, will be flying over me, looking to see what my hounds are getting moving in the grasses, whether it's little mice or whatever. So they're using us. That's smart. Fascinating. I mean, all all God's creatures are fascinating, really. Oh, all God's creatures are, and especially Sneaky Pie Brown. And yeah, you too, Rita Mae Brown. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to get right back into this political arena after we take this commercial break. So everybody, just sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash. Right after these messages. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Hi, I'm Dean Koontz, and you're listening to Oh Behave with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now, back to Oh Behave. Here's Arden. 
Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore, and I've got to confess, I've been a longtime fan of you, Rita May. I even have, still in my bookcase, you ready for this? Starting from scratch, a different kind of writer's manual. I is a different kind of writer, so I really enjoyed those guidance you had in that book, and I'm so glad my English teachers are right all over America are shuddering with that last sentence. But, you know, you have a real range. I liked some of your historical novels. I did read Ruby Fruit Jungle and Six of One, and I'm a big pal fan of Sneaky Pie, and I look forward to, I guess you're going to go go to the canine side. You've got a couple new books coming out. You want to give a quick shout-out about those? There's one coming out on November 20th called Fox Tracks, which is a lot of fun. And, um, and I want to get back to one of my standalone books. There's a book I've wanted to do for years about dueling down oh. on the James River. Oh, okay. Which fascinates me. Is uh, it called Dueling on the James River? I don't know that one. <laughs> no, no, I haven't <laughs> done it yet. I've been oh, trying to oh, do okay. little bits of research here and there. But um, I don't know. I, I just, well, probably like you, I mean, I can't stop writing. I mean, it's like breathing. I don't know what I'd do if I couldn't write. Writing and farming are the two things that I guess I've been doing since I was little, that and hunting. And not hunting to kill, just hunting to chase. But um, one of the things that's so odd, though, is deer hunters really get demonized a lot. And here in okay. Virginia, we have this program called Hunters for the Hungry. Yes. And they donate uh, much of their kills to the hungry. It has made a big difference. And the programs to stop uh, hunting, you know, raising the price of yeah. cartridges and stuff like that, last year really began to take root and also the gas prices. And mm-hmm. There was much less donated and we had a lot more problems with uh, uh, just trying to get people fed, which is something else you don't think about in the richest country in the world. People go hungry here. Absolutely. And as far as hunters, it's just a matter of awareness. And people don't realize they're, you know, these are very well planned out hunts where they keep tabs on the population and the food is used. Um, It is not sport. And I, I do salute you on that. I'm glad you brought that up. Now, let's get back to the sneaky pie for president, because I'm an independent. I have voted Republican, Democrat, independent in my life. And, you know, I've been listening to the debates. Um, Boy, sneaky pie, I sure hope you met all the qualifications, because I'd really like to see you and your cabinet. And I guess T. Tucker would be uh, a veep, or what would you, who would be the vice president? This is already a big issue, Arden, because Uh (laughs) the cat knows she needs a dog vice president. Right. But corgis are attached to the queen. Oh, that's right. We'll see that birth certificate, T. Tucker. <laughs> yeah, but so so here, you know, there are a lot of people that would see this as some kind of political statement. Oh. She feels she needs a mutt because okay. most Americans are mutts, and she's got a point there. But this is really hurting Tucker's feelings, and it's also hurting Callie the Jack Russell. But nobody would ever take a Jack Russell seriously in any political office, if we know. Just keep that Red Bull drink away from Tally. <laughs> So looking for a good canine vice president. And as much as she likes her Corgi and her Jack Russell, you were saying? She's got to have a mutt. She needs a, a, a mixed up breed, just like Americans are mixed up. That's true. That's true. All right. Now, you yourself, though, were quite politically active in the 70s. I mean, we're talking gay rights, women's rights. So how do you feel about getting your toe back in the political arena? Well, it's interesting. You learn a lot over the years, and I think that was a time in which people needed to say, wait, we're tired of having your foot on our neck. 
We're past that now. I mean, it doesn't mean there still isn't some institutionalized oppression against women and gay people, et cetera. There is, but it's nothing like what it was. Right. So I'm looking at all this like the cat is. I'm looking at the whole environment. If we don't take care of Mother Earth, it really doesn't matter whether you're straight or gay because you won't be able to eat. There you go. That's pretty good. And there is something about cats. I mean, you have been around cats a long time. They are just built-in candid. What's your take on cats and how they approach the world? Well, it's the way that most any sentient creature approaches the world except for us. They accept nature. They see it as it is. They accept their own personal natures, and they live within the confines of that. They're very honest, and they're emotional. People, you know, people a lot of times say, well, we're the superior creature, and they can't think, and they aren't emotional. That's not true, and they're also very logical. Let me put it this way, Arden. The failures are extinct. So any species on the face of the earth now is a winner. That is a great comment. I like that. You're right. You're right. And it looks like in this book, and it's fun, it's playful, but it does have some meat to it. It's all about giving a voice also for the animals who are impacted by these political decisions. Well, they are. We've ruined the habitat for certain wild species, which unfortunately we always find out too late. We have to consider that. And I think we really have to consider our response to domesticated animals. There's a bond between humans and domesticated animals, and it's thousands and thousands of years old. If you do this labor for me, I will feed and give you shelter. And all you have to do is go to an SPCA to see the broken bond, and it's the human that broke it, not the animal. That's right. That's right. And I also want to, before I forget, you have been very kind that you're going to be giving away some autograph copies. I guess you and Sneaky Pie will be signing personalized autographs. We've got four books to give away. Three will be on the vetstreet.com Facebook. We're going to do a campaign for you and Sneaky Pie. How about that, Rena May? That's great. And we're also going to do one on uh, Pet Life Radio. And so we're going to be able to give them for the first four people who email me with the subject header Sneaky Pie will get their paws on these books. It's Arden at fourleggedlife.com. And we'll have more details on Vet Street's Facebook page and on the Pet Life Radio site. But that's really nice of you to do that. And I think more people need to get this book in their paws. Well, thank you. All right, so here's the deal. Now, we're almost at the end of our show, and Sneaky Pie has been quite quiet in the background, but, you know, strong leaders tend not to uh, meow a lot, right? Right, no. Actually, all of the cats are at my feet now, not just her. So what is your critter posse up to now? To give us a rundown of what it's like in your place in Virginia, what kind of critters are part of your pack? Well, there's about, oh, I'd say 11 house cats and four barn cats. All of them really live in the high life. There's the nine dogs, most of them rescues, and some of them, you know, with problems, blind in one eye or three-legged or whatever, but they're all here and they're thriving. Same with the uh, horses uh, from the track from the Thoroughbred Retirement Fund. There's a couple of those. And, and then there's the actual pack of foxhounds and the pack of bassets, which I hunt, and they're all pretty great. But one thing people don't realize is that every year 7,000 thoroughbreds are retired. Oh, my gosh. And it's very difficult to find homes for them. And Arden, that's, that's only what we know. I don't know about quarter horses or saddlebreds, and I don't know if they've even got figures for them. Mm-hmm. But... Um, some of these animals are abused or starved or whatever, and it's difficult. Your listeners are going to feel sympathy, but you need to be a horseman to be able to take care of them. That's one of the reasons we have so many problems. 
How can people find out more about the Thoroughbred Retirement Program? Is there, uh, well, is there I'm sure a they site? have a website. I mean, it's, it's the Thoroughbred Retirement Fund, and it's national. And um, they do they do a good job. But there are other also, oftentimes there's local places. I know there's a couple places in Illinois and this and that. And then there's people, you know, that just go to the back of the tracks and try to save them. You know, take one home or whatever. They're, racing is about money, as you know. Mm-hmm. And if they don't make money, the hell with them. Yep, that's right, that's right. It, well, It can be brutal. Yeah. Well, we've got Sneaky Pie as our ally, so I think that's a good thing. And the more we get people educated, the better this planet can be for all creatures that either swim, walk, purr, bark. I don't know. I'm going to catch them all and soar in the sky. I mean, (laughs) I myself am a party animal, and and I'm really happy to have you both on the show. I mean. (laughs) You know what? There's nothing in the Constitution that says you have to be a human being. You just have to be born in the United States and be 35 years old. And in cat years, she is. That's right. Now, Sneaky Pie is 13 or 14? Actually, she's 14 now. And to be absolutely honest, because she wishes me to, this is Sneaky Pie 2. Okay, Sneaky Pie 2. That's okay. And I know she's got full disclosure. I love the uh, analogy between her and Abraham Lincoln. You said Abraham Lincoln was born in a log cabin and Sneaky Pie Brown was born... Uh, in a cardboard box? <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, she was, actually. It was the funniest thing. But, yeah, log cabin, cardboard box. Springfield, Kentucky, you know, Albemarle County, Virginia. Come on. Jefferson County. Now, we've got two big names here, Lincoln and Jefferson. We should I, use I, them. I know, I know. I mean, with apologies to Bill O'Reilly with the killing of Kennedy and the killing of uh, Lincoln, I think this should be a huge bestseller, Sneaky Pie for President. I've read all three of those books, and I, I'm siding with Sneaky Pie. Well, you know, Art, one of the things I have to say, I do have one concern about Sneaky Pie for President, and this is going to take <laughs> some minutes. I mean, her, her approach to enemies is you kill them and eat them. Right. And, I, and we're going to have to modify that. Well, if anybody can do it, you can, Rita Mae Brown, and I am delighted that you've been on our show. I want everyone to dash over to the www.catprez.com to learn more about what's going on with Sneaky Pie Brown. I want you to buy the book, Sneaky Pie for President. It is a real paw turner. You're going to find things in there that really will make you sit up and say, I didn't know that, and it's time for me to make a change. Together we can. Rita Mae, I want to give a big pause up to you. It's Sneaky Pie and all your cool critters from me and my furry fab four, Chipper, Cleo, Murphy, and Ziki. And I also want to thank Mark Winner. He makes this show happen each and every week. Any last parting Sneaky Pie uh, words of wisdom? Yes. The best friends come on four feet. All right. Well, I'm on my hands and knees right now. Does that count? (laughs) You had me at meow. Come on, (laughs) you had me at meow. So, everybody, I want to thank you again. Thanks to you listening all the way from Toledo to Singapore. We now have about 800,000 listeners, and I can now say not all of you are my relatives, so I really appreciate that. I want you to tune in to the shows on Pet Life Radio. We've got a lot of great hosts that have amazing guests like Rita Mae Brown. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Art and More, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's Oh, Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. 
all behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>